The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you. As here to lead things off, we are going to be taking a look at some college basketball, something that we know and love. Got our break on the DK Nation pick on Thursday. As anyone that watched it, Never a doubt with Western Carolina plus 21, a little bit later on, plus 20 and a half coming through with them only trailing by 33 points with three and a half minutes remaining and being able to get a 14 to one run to get the cover. We're going to try to make this one a little bit more sweat free. So we're going to be looking to do that here in segment number one. We're going to be talking with Tom Cunningham a little bit later on in about 15 minutes. Does a great job as a sports betting analyst and it's going to be joining me, taking a look at a little bit of college football, taking a look at a little NBA. So I'm going to get you guys that as well. And we're going to be wrapping up the hour. I've decided, didn't know whether to do it in hour number two here or hour number three, but done the hour. I'll give you guys what I'm taking a look at in terms of my Circa Millions plays. Did not want any part of the Thursday night football game. And with all the injury concerns, best to be able to wait there. So I'll give you that in the back half of the hour. So that way we're hitting on a little bit of everything. Here in this hour, but that said, we got to give you guys my DK Nation right up in college basketball. 3-1 right now, so you know what? If you've been taking these, it's been relatively profitable. Took years off your life on Thursday, but you know what? A win is a win, so we will take that and try to make this one a little bit less sweaty as we go out to the great state of Missouri. 679, 680 on the board. It is Missouri taking on Penn. The Quakers of Penn. They opened up as a 14-point underdog. We've seen this come down a little bit. I'm seeing a lot of 13.5 out there, seeing some 13s. When I sit here at Circa, I'm also seeing 12.5. That is the absolute low part of the market you want to be shopping around, try to get a little bit more there. But that said, I, even if you got the 12.5, I would still like it here with Penn. I set them more around an 8-point underdog. I don't understand why we went this demonstrative in terms of the line. Now, with Missouri, I actually really like Dennis Gates as a coach. I feel like he's brought in a lot of talent. I was a little bit befuddled that Isaiah Mosley only played 14 minutes in the season opener against Southern Indiana, and it's clear that this is a work in progress for this Missouri team. They brought in 11 players via the transfer portal, and they could not figure it out on defense. In, against Southern Indiana, a team that was playing their first game at the Division I level, now, the Southern Indiana for a long time had actually been a D2 powerhouse, but 
Still, it's a SEC team going up against a team that prior to Monday had not played a Division I game as a member in their entire lives. They gave up 60 points in the second half and allowed Southern Indiana to go 15 of 30 from three-point range. That is not good. Now, they are playing against a Penn team that they were held to 50 points in their first game of the season against Iona. That's not good either, but Slick Rick Patino, it's always hard to be able to go up against him. And I do think that with Penn, they're really going to be able to get Jordan Dingle going. What I like about Jordan Dingle is that, for one, he ranked 12th in all of college basketball in terms of overall scoring among individuals, 20.9 points per contest, but actually averaged more points per game on the road and he shot better from three-point range on the road last season than he did at home. So that's something that you're able to feel good about. For Missouri, it just feels like they're trying to maneuver pieces. Dennis Gates, when he came over from Cleveland State, he brought with him someone like a Demoy Hodge, who was able to give the team double figures, solid three-point shooter, and so remember the game, I believe it was against IPFW, in which he had 46 points. So he's someone that is able to go off, have some big-time production. They brought in Noel Carter from Northern Iowa as well, and I always talk about guys that, you know what, they're a little bit under the radar in terms of transfer. I felt like it was a little bit overrated, No. Carter was fine while he was at Northern Iowa, but it's not like he was lighting the world on fire or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm just a little bit lower on him. They've got some okay size, but with Penn, even though they really didn't have a guy average more than five rebounds per game, I feel like the reinforcements that they have gotten in terms of just bringing in some freshmen, that is going to be able to help them out. And this is a Penn team that I talk about the 11 transfers that you got with Missouri out there in the Ivy League. Good luck getting any transfers. Penn really doesn't have any at all. So it's a team that has been together for quite a while. And I do think that the chemistry, it's really going to play out big time right now. Like if this were a game that were played in like February or March, I'd probably be setting my line more than the eight and a half points. I set Missouri as, as a favorite, but with Penn, I think that is very critical as well. That down low, they've also got Max Lucera Lloyd. 14 rebounds in the season opener for this team. Actually had a lot of talent coming out as a high school freshman or a high school player in general. But now that he is finally healthy, that's big because he's just been banged up the last few seasons. So getting him back out there on the floor, very big. And he's probably going to be matched up with Kobe Brown. Set my line at an eight and a half. So I am going to be willing to take the points with Penn. That is the DK Nation write-up. Well, this is my total at 142. I do think that Missouri going to be looking to play a little bit slower after he gave up north of 90 points to Southern Indiana to begin the season. And for Penn, they were actually able to do an okay job on defense against Iona as well. So looking at the under and with the DK Nation write-up, I am going to be taking the points with the Quakers of Penn going with the smart kids. How about if we take a look at a team that I made a little bit of a a, of a shorter underdog as well in terms of a game more towards the south, 691-692. Abilene Christian, they are on the road. They're facing off against Texas A&M. The Aggies are anywhere between a 12.5 to a 13-point favorite, and the total on this game is anywhere between 141.5 and 142. Abilene Christian nearly knocked these guys off outright last season, and I do think that they've got a shot to do that once again. When it comes to Abilene Christian, this is a team that is just so hard to prepare for because they always rank towards the top of all of college basketball in terms of turnovers force on a per-possession basis. They play just this pressing style. It just is very frenetic. You don't know what you're going to be able to get out of them. They're able to interchange like nine, ten different guys. It's a very distinct style, and it's why a lot of times out of conference, Abilene Christian is able to make a whole lot of money because preparing for a team like them, Stone Cold Steve F. Austin, who was able to get a double-digit win and cover against Gardner-Webb on Thursday. These are teams I think have a lot of value when it comes to the non-conference portion of the season because they just play a style that nobody's used to. And for Texas A&M, they lose their leading scorer in Quentin Jackson from last year, which I felt like went under the radar because Texas A&M, they still got a lot of guys that they're able to utilize. Someone like Wade Taylor is able to give you a double-figure amount of points. You've got Tyrese Radford, Henry Coleman III. Both of those guys had right around 10 points, five rebounds per contest. But you really don't have great three-point shooting with this team. You really don't have that one guy that is the main point guard of this team. That's an issue going up, an Abilene, uh, up against an Abilene Christian team that if you don't have that one just really good ball handler, that's going to lead to turnovers left and right. You're going to be renamed Sarah Lee's Bakery the way that you create turnovers. And for Abilene Christian, they've done a nice job in terms of Retaining guys like Arian Simmons, who 
Sable give you a couple rebounds. The team has gotten better on the glass, which is probably the biggest advantage that you're going to have with Texas A&M. A&M has done a great job bringing in just really good athletes with relatively good size. But that's at Evelyn Christian. I think that they're going to be playing this game very much up-tempo. And Texas A&M, they actually played a little bit faster last season as well. I expect a little bit more of the same. They scored over 80 points on Louisiana Monroe in their season opener. So I did something total at a 147. I'm going to be taking a look at the over in this spot. On Texas A&M, I can only make them a 7-point favorite. So getting between 12.5 and, and 13, I'm going to be willing to take the points with Abilene Christian, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. So we've given you a pair of underdogs that I like. How about if we make it a clean sweep here? 703-704, Eastern Michigan. They're going to be on the road facing off against Michigan. Actually, they're not going to be on the road. A little bit of a neutral court game. It's going to be at Little Caesars Arena. It's going to be mostly a Michigan crowd. Let's call it what it is. But that said, you had Eastern Michigan open up as a 21.5 point underdog. Right now, I'm seeing some straight 21.5s out there. Where I'm at at Circa, it's been a little bit rogue. They're posting up a 20, so... You're looking for the best of the number at Michigan. You probably want to be going there right now. And the total is anywhere between 143 and 143 and a half with Eastern Michigan. I did set them as a 15 and a half point underdog. I'm going to be willing to take the points. This is the first game of the Imani Bates era at Eastern Michigan. The kid that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, a kid that we've had a lot of just praise for in general. And I know that a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Imani Bates and nobody else. Eh. Wrong. They bring in someone by the name of Jalen Billingsley. He played last season at Georgetown. Didn't see a lot of minutes, but should be able to contribute down low. Six foot eight gentleman. That is a nice post presence. And Noah Farrakhan, while he was at Eastern Michigan last season, 16 and a half points per contest, shot over 40% from three. And he's going up against a Michigan team that I would like to see a little bit more out of Kobe Bufkin. Really did a big giant nothing burger as a freshman last season. I think that he's going to be able to take some strides forward and for Michigan. Their defense was suffocating against Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. But that said, IPFW, they don't do a good job of retaining the ball. And if you just cut off the three-point arc, there's just absolutely nothing for them. Meanwhile, with Eastern Michigan, I do think that they're going to be throwing out there some intriguing styles. As you just take a look at this Eastern Michigan team as a whole, I think that they're a relatively well-coached team. Stan Heath, he's a guy that has held jobs at like self-Florida. He's been able to do an okay job of being able to get the most out of his guys recognize that he's not like Jay Wright or anything like that, but San Etha is nothing to sneeze at as well. And then when you take a look at this Michigan team, they've got guys like a Jed Howard as a freshman who's in the fold. That's big, and there's no doubt about it. The most dominant low post presence, that is going to be Hunter Dickinson. He had a double-double in the opening game against Fort Wayne, but this is a big spot for Imani Bates. I think that this is one where you've got to be taking a look at the motivation. Imani Bates has been... Much maligned the last few seasons. He had the gun charges that were eventually dropped. So those are all now good with him. But that said, for Amani Bates, we had all the praise in the world for him. Now he's playing over for pretty much a college in his home city of Ypsilanti, Michigan. He's going to have a big-time spot on one of the biggest stages out there in his home state of Michigan. I think that he shows out very well. I set my total at a 145.5. I think that Eastern Michigan with Imani Bates, they're going to be looking to play up-tempo. I think that he's got a very distinct style that is going to be giving Michigan a little bit of fits out there in the backcourt and pairing him with Farrakhan, I think is a good combination. Set my total at a 145.5. I'm willing to take the over in this spot. Do I make Michigan a 15.5-point favorite? So I think that you've got some nice value with the kids from Ypsilanti, Michigan, and you've always got value when this guy joins the show, Tom Cunningham. It's one of the best sports betting analysts that you're going to find. We're going to be talking a little bit of NBA with him, and we're going to be talking a little college football with him over the next two segments right here on the Greg Peterson Experience as we hit all of the bases right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Nice little reminder to go to VEASAN.com. You're able to check out all the latest articles and everything that you've got to just take a look at in general. We've got you guys covered in terms of every single sports betting market in the world and great tools to be able to utilize to help you become a better better and we always become better betters. When Tom Cunningham is aboard, he does amazing work. <laughs> One of the best sports betting analysts in the game. And Tom, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it, Greg. Thanks for the uh, kind words. Good. Uh, really glad to be here. So let's uh, let's dive into uh, some college football or NBA. What did you want to tackle first? How about if we go with the NBA first, just because it is a little bit of a smaller slate and we can just go from here because the college football slate, it is very, very expansive as we all know, but that said, how about if we start out with this Celtics versus Denver Nuggets game? As the Nuggets, they're finding themselves as a four and a half point underdog. Tom's game is anywhere to 231 and 231 and a half. Been intriguing to take a look at the Celtics team because it's been just all about Jason Tatum this year. The way that he's been able to go into takeover mode and for Denver, they've been trying to get back the pieces that were all sorts of banged up. I have liked what I've seen out of Michael Porter Jr. A little bit of something more to be desired out of Jamal Murray. Where do you stand on this game? Because Two teams I feel like are some of the most intriguing. It might look a, the most different from the beginning of the year to the end of the year with everything that's going on around them. Yeah, and you mentioned Jason Tatum. Uh, before diving into the game, I actually did like him as an MVP pick at the beginning of the year. That's sort of mid-range to long-range odds. And so I really think uh, that I'm just going to stick with Jason Tatum as my MVP pick right now in the season. I think that's just uh, the way he's playing, the way the Celtics are kind of going up right now. Uh, I just really like Jason Tatum for MVP, so I'm going to stick with that. But now going into the game itself, I like the over here uh, between Denver and Boston. Boston, they have gone over the point total in seven of eight home games when playing on the first game of a back-to-back. So this will be their first game of a back-to-back at home against Denver. I like the over. 237.2 points are being scored per game in the TD Garden this year. That's good for an OU record of 4-1 and one this season. So again, there's some things pointing towards the over in this game that I really like. You mentioned Michael Porter Jr. as well, Greg, and I do actually have a prop bet for him that most people might like here. Over 2.5 three-pointers made at minus 130. A bit expensive at minus 130 for, uh, for a prop bet, especially in the three-point market. Uh, but Michael Porter Jr., he's hit three or more three-pointers in nine straight games, Greg. Uh, so minus 130 to hit over 2.5 threes. I actually think Michael Porter Jr. is a pretty good prop bet in that game. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has actually been really good on his threes pops. I still remember a few years ago just taking his rebounds under. was like one of the most profitable <laughs> props out there. So I always do think that that is intriguing to take a look at. And then I talk about how we might be seeing the Celtics be a little bit different from the beginning of the year to the end of the year based on everything that's going on there. I think that this is another team that we could be seeing them be a little bit different at the end of the year as well. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves, just because adding in their Rudy Gobert, it's taken a little bit of time for these guys to be able to mesh. And as a result, we're seeing them currently as about a five-point underdog against Memphis. It's actually opened up at six with 
very high total between 234 and a half and 235 and a half. You typically don't find that in a spot in which a team has Rudy Gobert in there. Where do you stand on this <laughs> one? Because it does feel like even though Memphis has been solid on offense, just feels a little bit too high. And I do think that Minnesota going to start to lock down on defense a bit more. Yeah, and I actually do like the under uh, for a lot of the reasons you gave, but then I'm going to some of the trends here. So the under is actually hit in four or five meetings between these two teams. So although and Memphis does, you know, they do have an explosive offense that a lot of people love to get behind. Um, when these two teams meet up, they do tend to go under, and then you added the Rudy Gobert factor in there as well. The point total might be a little bit high. Get this, Minnesota, they've gone under in five straight road games as well. So there's a couple of signs pointing towards the under here as being, a, uh, as being one of the better bets in this game. I personally think it's the best bet, so I'm going to take the under for Minnesota at Memphis tomorrow. But in the prop department, Dylan Brooks has kind of gone under the radar for how good he's been for this team, not only this year, but in years past, really. He's been kind of a, a staple or a backbone piece, if you will, for this Memphis Grizzly team. Dylan Brooks, he has hit three or more three-pointers in five of his last six games when taking on the Western Conference. You can get him currently to hit 2.5, to go over 2.5 three-pointers at plus 135. So you're getting really good value for Dylan Brooks to hit a couple three-pointers. I think that's okay in taking, but overall, I do think the under is the best bet for Minnesota at Memphis. Yep, I'm in agreement with you there. I do think that we're going to see this Minnesota Timberwolves team be able to lock down a little bit more on defense and the Golden State Warriors, they just need to lock in a little bit more in general. They've been dealing with some injuries and have not been having the most successful of championship def defenses <laughs> right now. And they're going to be facing off against a Cavs team that I've been thoroughly impressed with. The trades that they made in the offseason, bringing up, will bring in Donovan Spider-Mitchell has panned out for them. And with the Warriors, find them between one and a half and two point favorites. And really the way that I've been taking a look at Warriors games is that I really don't like them pre-flop just because I like to take a look at the way that the game flow is going. If they're up at the half, you maybe don't like the third quarter because it always feels like when they're down going into the half, they make that big giant third quarter run. It's been that way for them for seemingly an eon. But what are you saying on this one? Because I do think that it's one of the better games that we've got on the board. Yeah, and uh, I actually I had some friends laugh when I when I said Cleveland might be an Eastern Conference uh, playoff legit contender this year, and I didn't understand why because they've had one of the best front courts now for two years, and they didn't lose much. Now Laurie Markkinen is making a really good name for himself in Utah right now, but even with the loss of Markkinen, they still have one of the best front courts I think in the NBA. And then you go as you mentioned, trade for Spider Mitchell. Now you have one of the best back courts in the NBA too. Uh, so I really do think that this Cleveland team is, in terms of being a contender, a legit shot right now. In terms of this game, though, at Golden State, I think Cleveland is okay in taking to win. I actually have them at plus two and a half to cover. Um, but I do think the over is the better play of the two. I do like Cleveland, but in terms of the better bet, I like the point total going over here. Golden State, they've gone over in seven of 11 games overall. In Cleveland, they have gone over in seven of eight games when taking on the Western Conference. But I do have a couple of prop bets that I do like for this. I like this game going over, so I expect some scoring from a couple of players here. Donovan Mitchell, he's hit four or more three-pointers in four straight games when playing in San Francisco. You can get him to hit over three-and-a-half threes at plus 100. Steph Curry, five or more threes, which is an insane trend to read off right here. Five or more threes in four straight home games, over four-and-a-half three-pointers at plus 120. So you're getting some good value for some three-pointers between Curry and Mitchell the two superstars in this game. But then this is kind of a low total for some plus value here. Clay Thompson, over 2.5 assists at plus 115. He has hit three or more assists in six of seven games when Golden State is the favorite. So I do like those spots in terms of prop betting this game. But uh, in terms of the popular markets, I think the over is the best play. But if you do like Cleveland here, I'm okay with taking them. I do think they are a lot more dangerous than people think, and I do think that they could beat Golden State in this spot. So give me Cleveland, but again, the best bet for me is the point total going over. And here's something that I find to be very fascinating as well, and no worries if you don't have a play on this one because I was talking with my wonderful producer, Jason, about this game. <laughs> it is the Kings and the Lakers. The Lakers are now a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. I know that there are a few places that have been a little bit hesitant to post this up because of the LeBron James injury, but... What do you make about the Sacramento Kings being a road three and a half point favorite against the Lakers? Because <laughs> I have been all aboard Operation Fade the LA Lakers. This might be the time where I need to sit this one out and be like, yeah, but I don't want any part of this. Yeah, I could see that. 
like you said, you might not want to take a part in this because it's the Kings on the road yeah. as a favorite. Now, you look at the Kings ATS, it's actually really good this year. I think they're like 7-3, and 7-2 and two against the spread right around there. Um, and then you look at the Lakers, they are just atrocious against the spread. I think they're 2-9 and nine or something like that. So if you look at just the trends, it will tell you that the better play is Sacramento here, even though they are on the road and they are a favorite. Uh, but kind of what you just said, can you really trust that? It's the Kings on the road as a favorite. Now, the Lakers don't have LeBron. Uh, he's dealing with an injury. So I, I think this game is a bit fishy to test. But if you're going right off the numbers and going off the trends, it does tell you that Sacramento uh, is actually a fine take in this game just because the Lakers are so bad against the spread and the Kings, they've actually been really decent. But again, how many times have they been a road favorite? I'm going to guess pretty much none. Uh, so... Take that for what it's worth. I'd probably stay away from this game. But if you have to bet on it, I think the Kings would be okay uh, covering the spread. I agree with you. And just want to get your overall thoughts here. When you've got a situation like this where, I mean, the trend is the Lakers stink. We both know this. But <laughs> that said, when you find a team in a little bit of an unfamiliar spot, like the Sacramento Kings being a world favorite, how do you play that? Because I do think that that's one of the most difficult things as a handicapper to take a look at the data, but now have a team in a little bit of a new role like this. Yeah, and that might be just a game you have to stay away from. I remember, Greg, when I was on here, we were talking about Kansas in football as a home favorite. And we sat here and we went through some trends about how Kansas, they covered a lot of uh, spreads at home against TCU also. Well, how many of those games was Kansas, you know, a seven-point underdog? They were usually a double-digit point underdog, so it was a lot easier spreads to cover. So I'm with you. You have to take it for a grain of salt. And with trends, I tell people all the time, if someone sees a team win six games in a row, that person might say, well, they're due to win seven. Or another person might say, well, they're due to lose a game because they've won six in a row. So you do have to take trends for with a grain of salt because, if anything, they only amplify your own belief. So I think this is a game uh, where that theory proves true. I think that that is so true and that's so well said. And that carries into college football as well. We were talking a little bit about Kansas coming up next. Going to be rejoined by Tom talking some college football here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Ball sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a fan of basketball, football, hockey, or baseball, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Scorer Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Cunningham. He does amazing work over there as one of the main sports betting guys that you're able to find one of the best in the business. And Tom, we've got ourselves a very intriguing week when it comes to a lot of these totals. You're able to find some of these as high as like a 78. You're able to find some as low as a 35. And I want to get your thoughts first on just the Alabama game in general. Not sure if you have a whole lot when it comes to Alabama versus Ole Miss, but with Ole Miss finding them as a 12-point underdog, and I just feel like they've been a little bit overvalued all season long. I do like getting 12 points with Ole Miss. I recognize it's a bounce-back spot for Alabama, but I think that Alabama, just their name themselves, carrying a little bit too much gravitas right now. Yeah, and I, I could buy that because Alabama does not look like the Alabama team that we've accustomed to be seeing over the last few years during the regular season. And the point total, or excuse me, the spread is a bit high. And that's what kind of kept me away from this game. I don't trust Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss is only one in four ATS at home over the last five games. So I really do not trust the Rebels at home to cover a spread. And I know that Alabama, they haven't looked great this year, but they are Alabama. And kind of what you just said, it is a bounce back spot for the Crimson Tide. I would be a little bit worried if I was Ole Miss taking on an angry Alabama team. Again, though, the 12 is a bit high for me, so it's a stay away because I don't trust Alabama to cover that spread. But again, I don't trust Ole Miss at home. Again, one in four ATS in their last five at home. That's just a number I cannot get behind, even if the spread is as high as two touchdowns uh, for Ole Miss. So I'm going to stay away from this game and just pass because I just don't trust either team uh, <laughs> to cover the spread in this situation. I don't know if I can trust either team on this spread as well. See, we've got Miami versus Georgia Tech. 
Georgia Tech between a one and a one and a half point favorite. And been an interesting year for Georgia Tech, to say the least. And quite honestly, it's been an interesting year in the ACC. I thought that the <laughs> middle of the ACC was going to be significantly better than what it was. And then Clemson loses. So it's just been all sorts of calamity for both of these teams. They enter at four and five. So legitimately a big game in terms of being bowl eligible for both of these teams. Have any sort of a lean year because I don't want any part of either of these teams. Well, like Georgia Tech to me is just a sleeper right now. They're, they're not going to go out and win a lot of games, but they're going to be a gnat. They're just going to be annoying. They're going to compete and they're going to be in your face for opponents. And it started with the firing of Jeff Collins and they have just really been on a roll since then. So I don't mind Georgia Tech at home, but I'm going to take the under as the best play here under 44 and a half. Only 40 and a half points are being scored per game in Atlanta and Bobby Dodd Stadium this year, which is good for an 0 and 4. OU record uh, this season. So no game in Bobby Dodd Stadium has gone over the point total this season. Uh, Georgia Tech, they have gone under the point total in six straight games when playing in the state of Georgia. So whenever they stay within the, the state lines, they tend to go under as well. Georgia Tech under in eight of 11 games. Georgia Tech under in five straight at home. Then you go to Miami. They've gone under in four or five games, and they have also gone under in five straight road games. So give me the under 44 and a half as the best play for Miami at Georgia Tech. It just seems like no points are ever scored in Bobby Dodd Stadium. And uh, both teams tend to go under more times than not. So I'll take the under as the best play there. And it feels like the ACC is just a haven of unders right now because I know that you <laughs> like one in terms of Pittsburgh versus Virginia. Boy, it's not been a good season for Virginia. I thought that them bringing back Mr. Armstrong as their quarterback was going to be able to yield some fruits. And after he threw for 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last season, he threw for 10 interceptions and six touchdowns this season. So the errors completely went out of the balloon there. And for Pittsburgh, not been a terrible season for them, but they really hang their hat on defense. And I just think that this is going to be another one of those high source sort of games like we've been seeing in much of the ACC this season. Yeah, the point total does worry me at 40 and a half, but I'm going to go under it just because of some of the things I've seen here. You mentioned Armstrong. It's interesting to me that he was a Heisman contender to start the year. And as you mentioned, has just Plymouth uh, wow. compared to what he was last year. So, you know, it's unfortunate for Virginia. Who would have thought Mendenhall leaving was, was that big of a deal? But um, going to the game itself, I like the under here, 40 and a half. Again, it's a bit low, but I'm going to go under. Pitt, they've gone under in four of six road games. The under has hit in three of four meetings between these two teams. Pitt, they've gone under in four straight games when playing in the state of Virginia. Uh, so a very, very finite tread there for you. Virginia, they've gone under in eight of ten games overall, and they have also gone under the point total in six of seven home games. So in Charlottesville, only 43.4 points are being scored per game, which is good for a one in four OU record. A lot of things are pointing towards the under here, Greg. So I'm going to take the under for Pitt and Virginia. Even though it is a low point total at 40 and a half, I'm going to stick with the under as my best play. How about if we go with a little bit more of a marquee game? Because we gave you two slobber knockers out there in the ACC. <laughs> so let's go to the Pac-12. They're expecting a lot of points when it comes to this good rivalry matchup, in my opinion. Two top 25 teams, Oregon and Washington. Washington, a 13-point underdog. Totals between about a 72. I'm seeing some 72 and a halfs out there as well. Both of these teams have had their difficulties on defense, especially Washington. But with Washington, Michael Penix Jr. has been very solid. And Bo Nix, a legitimate quarterback? Someone needs to call <laughs> me up because this has been absolutely remarkable. But where do you stand on this one? Because with Washington, I think that they should be able to keep up within 13. I feel like this is a little bit too lofty. Yeah, I could see that uh, Washington keeping it within distance. But the problem is they're in Oregon. And when you're in Eugene, the Ducks tend to soar, especially on offense. The point total at 72, 72 and a half, I was, I was scared. I was like, wow, this is really, really high. But then I saw a few things that make me convicted that the over might actually hit in this game. 73 points are being scored per game in Eugene, Oregon this year. That is a ton. And actually, that's more than what you're getting from the sportsbook at 72. It's only one point more, but it is more. 4-0 is the OU record in Eugene this year. So point totals are going over like hotcakes at Oregon this year. So I understand why it's a high total, and I understand why people want to go over. I personally think I'm going to go over as well with the point total as my best play. Oregon, they've gone over in seven straight home games. They've gone over in six of eight games overall. Washington has gone over in seven of ten, ten games overall. And also the over has hit in four or five meetings between these two teams when playing in Eugene, Oregon. So I do think the fact that this game is in Eugene, 
has a lot of conviction for me, at least, in taking the point total going over, even though it's a high 72 and a half. Again, 73 points are being scored per game in Oregon this year in Eugene, Oregon. So that's not going to scare me off. I think I'm going to take the over in this game as my best bet. There certainly have been a lot of shootouts there, and I always find this very hilarious when you've got a total that is pretty close to the spread. Michigan versus Nebraska. <laughs> Michigan's a 31-point favorite with a total of 48 and a half. So if you <laughs> think that Nebraska is going to be able to lose this game by north of 30 points and you think that the total is going to go under, you might as well just bet the Nebraska team total, in my opinion. That's just my opinion on that one. But that said, how do you see this one shaking out? Because with Michigan, they certainly have been a bulldozer this season. And for Nebraska, just a year of turmoil. Yeah, and uh, actually, a few weeks ago, if you remember, we went over some Heisman contenders. And one dark horse I liked at the time was running back Blake Worm from yes. Michigan. And right now, he does seem to be in somewhat of a driver's seat for the Heisman Trophy. If he and Michigan can continue the progress they're making into the Ohio State game, and Blake Quorum shows out and Michigan wins that game somehow, I think you're looking at your Heisman winner for this year. So just keep an eye on Blake Quorum and the Heisman market in terms of this game. I think that's very important to note. But in terms of this game, I'm actually going to go with the under here, under 48 total points. Michigan, they've gone under in seven of eight home games when taking on a non-AP-ranked school, which Nebraska would fit that bill. Michigan, they've gone under in seven of 10 games overall. They've also gone under in a remarkable 11 of 15 home games. As well, Nebraska, they have gone under in five of six games overall. And you talk about the struggling offense with Nebraska. Casey Thompson is out. I think this is the second straight game he's missing for Nebraska at the quarterback position. He's gone, and Michigan, their defense is just electric. Uh, so I'd be worried if I'm Nebraska. If you want to take the spread, I think that's fine going with Michigan. But I do think the under is the uh, better play uh, for this game between Michigan and Nebraska. And how about one more? We've got Liberty and UConn Independence and UConn has five wins in college football. My yeah. goodness. I don't know what has happened <laughs> there, but we're right now seeing a two touchdown line with Liberty laying it in a total at around about 45 or so. What are you saying on this one? Because it's been really remarkable how much we've had to change our handicap on UConn this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, it, it hurts me to say Jim Moore is doing a really good job at UConn. So hats <laughs> off to him there. Uh, but I'm going to go with the under. We talked about this last week with UConn when they played UMass. Uh, there's just like no points scored in East Hartford this year. Whenever UConn is home, uh, 35.8 points are scored per game, which is good for a one in four over under record in Connecticut this year. So for some reason, when games are played in East Hartford, there's just no points scored as that was proven true against UMass last week. So Liberty, uh, they've gone under in four or six games along with all the trends that tell you UConn goes under at home. UConn under in five straight games and uh, under in four or five at home. So I just like the under here for uh, for UConn and uh, Liberty. They have been an under team, but a man that always delivers. That would be you, Tom. Always do appreciate it <laughs> as coming up next here on the Greg Peterson Experience. We're going to be going through my Circa Millions card for week 10 of the NFL here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are heading? For every single game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. That way you're able to see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So... Check out today's betting splits for every single game at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. First things first, big thanks to Tom Cunningham. Does a great job as a sports betting analyst. And he joined me the last two segments. He does a little bit of everything. He joined me to talk a little college football. And also joined me to talk some college, or I should say some NBA, as well as we've covered a little bit of everything. Now we've got to close out the hour by taking a look at a little bit of football I do every week on this show. We've got to take a look at the Circa Millions card. Now, I'm not in second place like Amal Shah. He has been absolutely tearing it up. So credit where credit is due. If you've been listening to his NFL plays, you've been doing quite well. But you know what? 23-21-1. It was a rough start to the season. I think that like five out of my first six weeks, I went two and three. I haven't done worse than two and three, but had a lot of two and threes. We've picked it up the last two weeks going eight and two in the last two. So Let's see if we can pull out a little bit of magic here and try to be able to make a season-ending run to be able to get into the money. But that said, first game is completely off the board. Falcons versus Panthers. That was a game that I liked the least on the board anyway. So we're not going to file in our card early, but one game that I'm taking a look at and pretty much for sure I'm going to be on this one. Seahawks and Bucks. Seahawks in terms of the contest line are getting three points. Across the board, we're seeing anywhere between two and a half and three on this game. And we talked about this in our number one with Rob Pizzola, co-founder of Hammer, the sports betting group. They do absolutely terrific work. And we both have no idea why this line is sitting here at three. Well, we do know it's just the reputation of Tom Brady. And that's about it. If you just did not have any prior information of the NFL, and you just took a look at what we've gotten in 2022 there is no way on earth you would make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a two-and-a-half-point favorite in a neutral environment, which that it is. It's going to be, I believe, this time in Germany. It is going to be certainly in the continent of Europe, but I believe it is Germany. And, well, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are about as predictable as predictable gets with regards to their play calling as they always run it on first down. They don't run it well, and then that means, oh, Tom Brady needs to throw it in. Tom Brady's been really stinking lucky that he's only had one interception. I mean, just in that Ravens game alone, I think that there were three balls off a of defender's hands that should have been picked, but they weren't. So I think that that fortunate luck is going to regress. And it's hard to believe that I'm saying fortunate luck for a team that is four and five, but that's what you've had right there for the Buccaneers. The defense has been relatively solid, but Geno Smith, been very impressed by him. You've right now got Kenneth Walker III, who looks like the runaway rookie of the year contender along with what we've been seeing with Mr. Damian Pierce over there at Houston with the Texans. But I like the Seattle Seahawks team. The defense was rough to begin the season. They've really shaped up on that front. They should be able to stifle Tom Brady and I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to fade a man who's 45 years old in the com- contest. Doesn't sound like anything too revolutionary there. If his name wasn't Tom Brady, we would certainly be having him with a lot less a lot less, shall we say, gravitas than we do right now. So I'm going to be willing to take the three-year with the Seattle Seahawks. The game I'm certainly going to be crossing out is right now this Saints versus Steelers game at one and a half. The Steelers getting in. I really just don't want a part of either of these teams. But the contest line, I think here, makes this a big difference. Titans and Broncos. Titans on the contest line 
are a two and a half point favorite. In the betting market right now, you're seeing a lot of threes out there. And this is a number that I saw get actually pushed down to a lot of twos about 24 hours ago. So I was wondering if we would get a three or a two and a half. It is indeed at a two and a half. I'm going to be taking the Tennessee Titans. I recognize that you've got the quarterback concerns, but King Henry is going to be able to run all over a Denver Broncos team that they traded away Nick Chubb at the deadline. And for the Denver Broncos, it's just been a no good, very bad, terrible coaching job by our good friend and Mr. Nathaniel Hackett. I guess he just can't hack it right now. <laughs> but I'm for that one. But I mean, with the Tennessee Titans, been very impressed by the way the team has been able to play. And the Tennessee Titans, they have been absolutely terrific on defense. If you're looking for something else as well, I recognize that the total is very low here. I'm seeing it right now anywhere between a 37.5 to a 38. I still like it under. With the Titans, I just don't see how they really score more than 20 points. And this Denver Broncos team is a broken group. I feel like there's a lot of guys that are trying to receive the ball from Mr. Russell Wilson that they don't think that Mr. Russell Wilson is all that in a bag of chips. He has not been able to do a terrific job of rallying his guys. And with Wilson, I will say this, he hasn't really turned the ball over a whole heck of a lot, but he hasn't gotten a lot out of the ground game, and it just feels like his teammates despise him. Maybe I'm just making more out of it than I, than I, than I should, but you just take a look. You remember that game against the Indianapolis Colts, and you had that one guy. I'm not sure who it was, but he just was sort of giving him like the stink eye, and I thought that that was absolutely hilarious, and I think that that just sums up the tenure thus far of Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. And even the Broncos play well, you just have no idea if Mr. Nathaniel Hackett is going to make a move that just completely screws things up for the Denver Broncos. And that's just something that you don't want to have. And meanwhile, you've got Mike Bravel, who he's a very, very good coach, has done an amazing job with the Titans team. I think that the Titans, they're going to be able to wretched up the defense against the Denver Broncos. And for the Broncos, even though they do have a bye week, keep in mind they played in London two weeks ago. And for the Denver Broncos, I'm not even kidding when I say this, they have not scored more than 23 points this year. Frowny face. Just really, really sad. I will say credit where credit is due. They have allowed more than more than 19 points just once this year as well. So I think that this is a nice game that you're looking for, a game that you probably don't want to be tuning into too much, but you just want to count your money instead this would be the game I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Tennessee Titans on the contest line. And if you're looking a little bit more for a bet for Sunday, I'm going to be taking a look at the under as well. When it comes to the rest of the contest, a little bit hit or miss here. But one thing that I've got to be keeping on going to is the Green Bay Packers. I've been calling their games quite well all season long right now in terms of contest line. The Cowboys are a four and a half point favorite. Would feel a little bit better with the four, but let's call it what it is. When you sort of get into that dead zone, the difference between four and four and a half, it's not necessarily the world's biggest one. If it were to be like a two and a half to a three, a three to a three and a half, that would certainly be larger than four to four and a half. But I don't think that the Packers stay within a touchdown in this game. Aaron Rodgers has just been completely terrible this season. And now they have to go up against a Dallas defense that it's going to travel. It's going to travel really well. Micah Parsons is just bearing down on defending quarterbacks and the secondary for the Dallas Cowboys has been amazing. They have to go up against a shell of a Green Bay Packers team that is dealing with all sorts of offensive line issues with having David Bakhtiari injured all season long. We have no idea who's going to be trying to catch passes for this Packers team. It's probably going to be that Mr. Torre guy for them once again. Who, I mean, I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers fan, and until a few weeks ago, I had no idea who that guy was. So... It's really, really bad with what Aaron Rodgers has to work with. Certainly, you can blame Aaron Rodgers quite a bit for what we've seen this season with the Packers, but let's call it what it is. The front office has right now handed, has handed Aaron Rodgers two sticks of wood, and not just two sticks of wood and asked him to make fire, two sticks of damp wood and said, you know what? These sticks of wood, they are full of water on them. Go make a fire for us. That's pretty much what Aaron Rodgers has to do with the Green Bay Packers right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, this is a Packers team that they're just completely broken. The Cowboys have also the motivation factor because, as we know, Mike McCarthy used to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And to the credit of Mike McCarthy, ever since Dak Prescott has gotten into the fold, they have decided, you know what? This was working very well for us. Running the ball while we had Cooper Rush out there. They've continued that. I'm going to be taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys. And then when it comes to the final two that I'm considering, 
it all depends upon whether or not we get Matthew Stafford in the fold or out of the fold because I'm sort of set on picking this Rams versus Cardinals game. If Matthew Stafford is in, I'm weighing the one and a half with the Rams. If he doesn't go, I'm taking the one and a half with the Arizona Cardinals. He's right now in concussion protocol. No way of really knowing what we're going to be getting there. And we were talking about this game with Rob Pizzola. I feel like I'm going to end up on the Jaguars plus nine and a half because the Chiefs, they've had a tough time being able to cover big spreads. This is one that I'm a little bit more unsure of. I could flip it at some point to perhaps Dolphins laying three and a half because the more that I look at this Dolphins team, the more that I like them. First three that I gave out are a little bit more for sure going to be going with a few of these others. We've got injury concerns and the Vikings might make my card as well if Josh Allen does not go. But something that is making my card is a pro tip for this hour. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. It's going to sound like a really, really simple pro tip, but a lot of you guys could probably use this one. And it's going to be very important because we're going to probably find ourselves in a circumstance where we forget this at some point. The bottom team when it comes to betting on college basketball is not always a home team. We've got lots of neutral court games here in November and December. Keep note of those neutral court teams. Don't just assume the team on the bottom is at home. And we are going to talk some college basketball to start out our number three of the Greg Peterson experience next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.